Warning, the Grow Your Salon Fast Show contains content that may offend. The hosts don't care. If you want to grow your salon fast, keep listening and find out more at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. But for now, here's your hosts, Vagar Svanberg and Kat Smith. Hello and welcome to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show. We are back and Kat's in New Zealand and I'm in Norway as usual. So hi Kat, are you with me? Hello, I'm with you. you. I'm here on the other side of the world. I can't believe how far apart we could be right now. No, and uh, actually we we haven't apologised to, we haven't apologised to listeners, but sometimes it sounds like we, you know, um, we are, we are, we are a bit delayed actually <laughs> and we tried to sort that out when we edit the episodes but it's not that easy always so uh, we are actually literally on um, either Don't be modest figure because I don't edit anything you do all the sound check because I hear you used to be in radio so yeah. you're the sound guru me right. I just sit here and flap my lips yeah you do quite a lot hope for the best <laughs> quite a lot thank you very much have yeah. you know that everyone thinks i'm very quiet <laughs> very solemn as a child so here's my story as a child growing up uh well when i was quite young i um i was two or three and um my parents or my dad particularly said that i was a very solemn child and i didn't smile very much and it wasn't until i was four nearly four that they discovered I couldn't actually see properly. So I have, um, I had a lazy eye which rolled in and I could see two of everything. But also I have, um, uh, so I've got, I'm farsighted and I have a squint and I I um, have a lens that's not the right shape. So I have astigmatism. Cut, and your so perfect I can't, image see, is, I can't your, see anything. Your perfect image is cracking now. Yeah, uh, yeah, I am damaged goods, but I, there is a fix for it. But um, I couldn't see anything, so uh, probably my life was around was just blurred images. I could probably smell really well, <laughs> but my father was telling my daughter this at the dinner table the other night. He said, "You, when your mummy was about three, when she was eating, she was very thin. She was a very thin child. She was very solemn, because every time she took a spoonful of food and tried to put it in her mouth." It would bypass her mouth and end up in her left ear. So she'd right-handed, she'd pick up the spoon because she could see two spoons. So she'd go for the spoon on the right and all her food would end up in her ear. So we wondered why this happened. You never learned which spoon to look at? I I was was slow learner, obviously, that the spoon Mm. on the left was obviously the one with the goods. Um, And it wasn't until I said to my mummy, I can see two of you, mummy. That they actually decided to do something about it, and then I ended up having an operation to repair some of the uh, muscles in my eyes. And uh, although that didn't really fix that, I couldn't see, so I've worn glasses since I was four. Um, and now I wear contact lenses because glasses are a pain in the ass. So, can't remember the point of my story. No, no. <laughs> what was the point of my story? Uh, yeah, I think. Um, when you have that kind of thing going on in your life, when you're growing up like that, you have to make allowances. Yeah. So uh, since last time, I've um, I've lost money. Right. Is the hole in your pocket? Down uh, back at the more, sofa. More like more like I lost my wallet. No, uh, I was meeting some friends, and we sat there talking in that restaurant, and uh, we started talking about Bitcoin. 
And I said, yeah, I, a few years back, I put 200 Norwegian crowns in my Bitcoin account. And they said, <laughs> oh, you should check that now because, you know, it's probably worth, worth more. And I said, no, I don't care. You know, I just, I didn't never back. So with Bitcoin, it's a digital thing. So you have to back up a code to be able to access it. And if you lose that code, you basically lose your wallet. It's like losing your wallet on the street. You can't get it back. Oh, so so the thing is that I never bothered, I never bothered backing up you? my Bitcoin key. Hey, 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 don't you out, work in yeah. IT? Yeah, yeah, don't you have something yeah. to do with IT and yeah. saving saving huge amounts of data somewhere okay, and Kat, not so, losing so, it? So I know you're known as the Queen Beach, but do you have to be that bitch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just, yeah. Would so you like anyway, to turn over our spanky um, other ass cheek? I didn't. You lost your Bitcoin code. Keep. I lost my Bitcoin wallet and it turns out that the exchange rates, I mean, it's multiplied. The value of Bitcoin is multiplied many 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 times so it might be worth like i don't know a thousand pounds or something uh it was so to it's uh, so in in pounds that would be around 20 pounds that i had and now it's worth you know around thousand or more so and you can just imagine as that continues to climb i will be most so is there no so way you can re re they will help you get this money back no there's there's no, no it's not thing or it's not possible it can't be done so it's just like it, withdrawing cash and if you lose it on the yeah. street that's it gone halas, done it's mathematically finished, impossible to 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 regain that code because it's a decentralized system so it's built that way so you can't if you lost lost that code you've lost it and you can't get it back and I ignored, you know, numerous warnings. I used a Bitcoin app on my phone. I ignore all the warnings because I thought, you know, it's just 20 pounds, who cares? But, you know, that, it turns out that 20 pounds has grown quite a lot. So <laughs> I tried to, what I did was I tried to, uh, I had that phone that I used that time. So, so, so I tried to recover. What was it, a little Nokia 8010? No, 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 it wasn't that. It was just three years ago, I think, three or four years ago. So I tried to recover the Bitcoin app on that phone to try to, to retrieve the code, but it wasn't possible. I had deleted it and I'd re overwritten it. And, uh, you know, so. <laughs> oh, God. I'm really annoyed. You're a real muppet. And, oh, not, and you know, people in trust the big, you because. In the big scheme of things, it's not that much money, but, you know, it's it's enough to be but it's interesting isn't it how people just you you do something and then you ignore everything they say to do yeah because you think you know better and then it comes yeah. and back and bites you in your ass yeah i know if yeah. you salon owners like that i also know salon owners like that for instance the woman in notting hill she ran a salon there and then the <laughs> she didn't have any water and she didn't even think to just keep a you know bucket or two of water in case the water Disappeared, did she? Yeah, you know, that when someone, some fools of public, you know, utility men are out there and they stick a spade through the water pipe and don't tell you that they're doing it and then your whole water gets cut off. What are you going to do? You're not expecting it. That's not going to happen. It's supposed to be no. supplied. We we pay for a service. We pay for water to come yeah. pumping out our tap. I fixed that problem. I had a bottles of Evian lined up. It is interesting because it's not your fault that the water goes away, but it, you have to handle it. So I mean, people, I had contingencies. Yeah. I had contingencies. Don't yeah. you worry. Yeah, I'm not going to... But yeah, you're right. 
People go off, and, and some, sometimes it's like this in marketing, isn't it? That you go off and you do something, and you think, oh, you spend a bit of money on that, or you buy a product that you think is going to help you, and then you never use it, and you think, yeah. what was that for? Why did I bother? Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's just a bit of a waste of time and effort. That's actually anyway, enough about that. Yeah. Yes, but we are <clears throat> we are going to talk about marketing today, uh, or specifically, we're going to talk about what marketing isn't. So, Kat, if I right. asked you, if I asked you to tell me what marketing isn't, what would you say? Um, it's not a laptop lifestyle. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> now, what I'm what it's... I'm getting out of here is that marketing, you know, you can do. You can do many things with marketing, and the most important thing, I guess, is to you know promote you and your products and let people know you're you're there. But some yeah. people seem to think that marketing is a fix-all, end-all, be-all uh, to your business. And marketing is really important. Don't misunderstand. It's the it's the engine in the business. But there are some things your your that marketing isn't, and it's for instance that it's not a short-term fix. And uh, there are exceptions to that. Of course, there are things you can do to get results more or less overnight, but mostly marketing and business is a marathon where you build everything stone by stone. And for instance, another thing marketing isn't, uh, it, it does not work through osmosis. It won't fix a poor business plan. It won't hide bad products or services. It can't compensate for bad customer service and it's not set and forget. Uh, and this is really... The last thing about the set and forget, that's something I think many people forget because what they do is they run a Facebook ad or they, you know, have a regular ad in the newspaper. They put posters up on the windows. They do stuff like that. They attend maybe a seminar now and then. That's their idea of marketing. And of course, mm -hmm. of course, that might have an effect, but it's not set and forget and it's always changing. Um, really? uh, what's your take on that, Kat? It changes. <laughs> Why do things change? I thought things stayed the same. You just did it once, let it go. No, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. Are you telling me that I have to actually yeah, so, so work around this? You have to do some work. But no, what we're saying is that the principle, we talk about, um, um, about this on the podcast, the principles are mostly the same. We are people and we sell stuff to other people and people work in in the same ways. But then we have the thing we talked about in the last episode, for instance, when we talked about persuasion and, and influence, that, <clears throat> you know, how you do it and uh, and that these days things are changing because you have social media, for instance, where people give an impression of something and maybe they're not exactly what they said they were. So the tactics of, you know, being on social media or putting ads or stuff like that, the tactics are changing. A few years back, many years back, we didn't even have a telephone. Now we, we then we had the telephone, then we had the telefax, <laughs> and then we have, then the internet came around, and I, you know, the I've tactics always are always been changing. Been telephone. Yeah. I can't even remember our old number. It was only four digits, and I think it's my father's passcode yeah. for everything in his life. So I'm not going to give it out, but yeah. And we had a, a phone that was a party line at one point. So that meant a number of people in our area shared the same phone number. And so when you picked up the phone, you picked up the receiver, you could hear people talking. So if someone was already on talking to somebody else, you weren't allowed to use it. But you used to listen in. But 
you could hear the person breathing. So you knew somebody else was listening to your call. Yeah. You used to get screams down the phone of, get off the line, I'm on the line. <laughs> so how inconvenient was that? You didn't even have something in your pocket that you could take out and talk to well, somebody any moment of the day, seven days a week. Yeah, so tactics change. Tactics change all the time. So what you're, not, what you're talking about is tactics rather than strategy because strategy stays the same doesn't it yeah strategy is and the principles getting people into your business selling to them keeping them following them up relentlessly and getting more from them until they die or tell you to fuck yeah them. what i would say yeah is that the strategies you know also need updating from time to time it depends on how you see this but what i would say that the underlying principles are mostly the same or, or more or less always mm. the same and then you have strategies mm. on top of that and the strategies need updating from time to time and you have sub strategies for your various things and you know it can get really messy uh <laughs> but you have to change and adapt that's one thing and then it's um so so that's the the marketing tactics versus versus strategy and principles but then we have a thing that i won't for instance that marketing can't mask or hide bad products or services I don't know, Kat, oh, if you've yeah. ever had an experience where you've been sold on something only to discover that what you got sold on wasn't exactly how it was presented to you. Yeah, I have. You're listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Remember to sign up for the podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com. And, and, and the ones I remember the majority of the time are the ones, if you ever go in through a shopping mall, and most women will know about this a bit more than men, I think, and there'll be a kiosk in the middle of the shopping mall and there'll be a number of people around it all dressed in their um, a T-shirt and jeans, what have you, and they'll say, Madam, Madam, can I just talk to you for five seconds about your skin or your, you know, about your, um, I love the, I love your ring on your hand, can I have a look further at it? And they'll grab your hand and they'll say, oh, your hand is really dry. Um, I've got this, would you like me to put some lotion on it for you? And they'll squirt some lotion on and they'll rub it in and they'll start talking about the benefits of this lotion. Um, and they're very good at doing this. It's, it's, it's a numbers game. They'll get as many people as they can. They'll approach everybody. And then they start, you see this instant, um, instant change in your skin. So whether it be uh, slightly better color um, across the skin or if it's a bit more plumper than it used to be if you've got wrinkles um, and or it's a bit more greasy because you know because you've got dry skin and it gets absorbed and you'll have this instant oh my god that's amazing feeling um, and then you'll get hooked in so you're hooked in immediately to this product that works immediately um, and then they'll sell it to you plus they'll do some upsells and give you the extra bits. It's like, well, you know, if you take this, you'll have to have this as well because you need to put this on first and this is the primer and this is the next one and, and after a month you'll have to do this one. So you go and wear this whole lot of products and you do it once at home and you think, fuck this, I can't be bothered and it doesn't, you don't do it again, so it doesn't work. But, but also, if you do persist with it, you'll find that it only works for a temporary period of time. So it boosts up some of the water molecules in your skin to make it look more plump or whatever it is and you know the, the grease disappears and your fingers still get dry and they don't work but the whole idea of this way of selling to people is that it's selling a lot over a period of time to a lot of people there's no um there's no repeat business or very little repeat business from it um, it's you come away feeling like you've been raped and i say that oh yeah, you've you like you've been given something, but you've been taking something else away. You've taken you've had your integrity taken away. You've been duped into buying something that you didn't really want. 
Um, and I've done it a few times. You know, I, now I don't. I just walk past them and I smile. I say, not thank you, not today. But I've been caught in the past. You know, I remember going in the States, and they do it particularly well in the States because it's, you know, something that works. And the stuff had gold leaf in it, for God's sake. And she said, you know, it's the, you know you've got really big pores, and we can minimise your pores. She just looked at my skin. She said, and they're really large, and that's why you'll get lots of um, spots. And at that particular time, I was a bit hormonal because I was pregnant, and yeah, I had a few spots. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what she was trying to sell me was something based on yeah. a, a problem I had, but yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work. It things far worse. So yeah. Yeah, and we've said that many times. You can you can sell often. You can sell people something once. Uh, what we recommend is that you take people on the journey. I don't know, Kat, if you've um, seen that show called The Bar Rescue with um, uh, Joe, John Taffer, or Taffer, I don't know how he pronounces his name. What he says is, uh, is interesting. What he says is that when you first get, when you get a client into your restaurant for the first time, the chance yeah. of them returning is 40%. So what you have to do when you get them in the first time is just focus on getting them back the second time. Now, after the yeah. second time, do you know what the chance is for them returning again? Does it go up? It's 40%. It's still 40%. Still 40%. So you do everything you can to make, to make them come back. Now, the third time they come in, you basically have them for life. Oh. Yeah. So that means that so if you're marketing... If you set your marketing up for just getting people in once and you don't deliver when you actually get them in, the chance of you losing them in the long term is really, really high. And that's what we say when we say yeah. that it's easy sometimes to sell people once, but then they get disappointed, the experience, is, the experience isn't good, stuff like that. And then they, you know, sort of and find someone it else because you didn't, yeah. Yeah, you didn't meet your expectations. And that goes well, for, you know, the salmon industry, there are lots of things. What did you do, Kat? Maybe you can share that with the listeners, what you did to, to retain people and make them come back. Well, the first thing I was going to say is that, um, what was I going to say? That's <laughs> gone out of my head now. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, if you, if, the first thing is the premise is that you have a business that is viable and that you are given a good service and that you're good at what you do. Because if you're not, go away. Get off the podcast, go and learn, go and have some experience, get good at what you do and have a viable business. Um, I'd say the majority of salons are in a viable business. But if you are, I hear this example all the time, if you're selling vegetarian pork sausages to vegetarians, it's not a viable business. Um, but make sure that you are good at what you do and that you're providing, also providing good customer service, exceptional customer service, which is the norm, it should be the standard, um, because that's the premise we're going on. So if you're providing something, anything less than that, you need to go away and sort that out first, because nothing is going to work for you. Um, you can do all the marketing in the world, you can get as many people in the world as possible, but they're not going to come back for your crappy service, or your poor experience, or your lack of skills. So go and sort that out first. But what we, who we're talking to in the main, will be people who, out there, you are, the listener who are good at what you do you provide good customer service you train your staff um, you take pride in what you do you are highly trained and highly skilled so that's the premise we're going on first and then to retain those customers and get them back into the salon is you do as much as possible to be in contact with them relentlessly uh, after 
they've been and for your service. Um, and I had a whole system, and I think I've outlined it in my book, Grow Your Salon Fast, where um, when they came in, they were, did their consultation, we wrote notes about it all, we, they went away with a, a, a gift bag with lots of information about um, the services and the products and everything like that, but also with free samples. And then a week later, they had a follow-up phone call from, sorry, the same day they received an email saying thank you for coming in and here's a voucher for your next visit. Uh, and then they got a phone call the next week from their stylist directly, not from anyone else in the salon, not from the receptionist, from the person who actually dealt with them and asked about how their hair was um, and just listened to them. They had follow-up emails every single day after they came in if they gave us their email address and agreed to our marketing, so they were relentlessly followed up. We send them a card in the post, something nice to say thank you for coming in, and then we put them on our newsletter list and they receive a monthly newsletter, which is in the post as well. So we tried to get as many ways as we could be in their um, mind as much as possible and to get them in for the next one. And we offered them things like referral rewards um, and benefits, um, and you know, obviously, you ask for the booking before they leave for the next one. We talked about our loyalty scheme with the points that we had. We talked about um, going on and buying all of your uh, your services for the whole year at a certain price, and then we would manage the services and manage the the um, times for them, manage the bookings for them. So there was a lot of ways that we tried to make sure they came back the next time, but the. The main thing we did, we always tried to get before the customer left the salon at whatever stage was to get an email address from them at the very least and ask them if we could send them information to their email address or the phone number. So your phone number and email were the two important things we got from them. Yeah. I, I remember a while back uh, in another business I have, we needed lots of equipment delivered uh, regularly just to supply some stuff. And uh, and I remember that, you know, those the guys we used at the time, they were really, you know, fairly good at, you know, answering the phone and, and, and stuff like that. And the marketing wasn't that bad either. And we were already customers. So they what they did was they sent, you know, brochures and information and stuff all the time. So that was good. What was horrible was their customer serve, customer follow-up and actually delivery. Because what happened is they... they, they they didn't have the goods in stock. They couldn't deliver on time. They delivered the wrong product, <clears throat> and it got all it got really messy. So what happened is that we changed. We had to change suppliers after a while, and and so what we did is that we even changed to a supplier that was in another country. Uh, the 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 supplier we used before they were just you know two hours or two hours drive from us, so we could get the goods from them. But we had to change away from them and change to someone in Sweden on the other side of Sweden and it's much more expensive to get goods here from them and, and you know. But but the problem was that the, the, the supplier we used, they didn't follow up in the back end. They didn't have they didn't yeah. take it seriously and we complained and we complained and we complained and we came to a point where we just couldn't use them anymore. Even if it's more expensive it was turned out to be more expensive to get goods from someone else. So any any amount of marketing wouldn't have helped them because we saw what happened after it's really important that you have uh things in place in the back end to 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 deliver on your promises uh, yeah yeah you can't although in salons it's usually the front end so if you're not well, doing yeah, it straight sure. away yes you know, you yeah but you could say 
Yes, exactly. But there also needs to be a, a follow-up, you know, if things go wrong or it's not quite exactly. right or, yeah, 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 absolutely. So that, or just delivering what you say you deliver. Um, yeah, and yeah then it's, absolutely. Which also, uh, when we talk about what marketing is, and I would also like to talk about that, it doesn't work, you know, through osmosis, as we say sometimes. Uh, I know people who go to seminar after seminar after seminar and they read book after book after book and you have them on your daily emails list and I have them on my daily emails list. People who read your emails, they send you a question from time to time, uh, they post in Facebook groups, you see them all over the place asking the same questions. I heard of a I heard of a guy once who met a woman and she asked him something and he gave her a straight answer and then he was at a seminar and it turned out she was there and then the um, guys holding the seminar, they took questions uh, questions from the crowd. So she stood up and asked them the exact same question exactly. she asked him yeah. and she got the exact same answer he'd given to her. And you know... Uh, this thing about marketing, it doesn't just work because you read about it or attend seminars. You actually have to, you have to, you know, do something. And even if it's uncomfortable, yeah. you have to do it. Marketing is not something that just works. You have to, you know, work on it all the time and do lots of shit to make it work. Tell me, is um, is the name Gunnar, is that a big name? It's obviously a name. Is it Swedish, Gunnar? Is it a male name? Yeah. Is it big in Norway? Yeah, Norwegian, Swedish, yeah. Yeah, gonna. So I call them the gunners. They're gonna do it. It's gonna happen someday. It's gonna happen. <laughs> gonna do it. Yeah. <laughs> I quite like the name. Is it? Yeah. If I ever had a son, I was gonna call him Gunner. But then my uh, husband, Mister QBV, just said there is no way they're gonna, gonna be a gunner. <laughs> so um, yeah, the gunners. The um, shoulda, hadda, woulda, coulda. They just yeah. don't do anything. They say they're going to do it. They talk about it. They talk a good talk, and actually, they can't follow through. So, yeah, yeah because you can know all this. Yeah, yeah, you can know all this. You can know all. I can know all this, and not do a single thing about it. So, when you're following somebody, that's the other thing. If you're following um, these people in the seminars and the books and what have you, you know who does what they say they're going to. They do. And you know who doesn't. So you need to pick the ones that get the results because they're doing exactly the same as what they're teaching you. And if they're not doing what they're teaching you, then it's just all hot air. Walk away. Walk away. And I'll also say before we end, uh, it's not about this, you know, it's not a short-term fix. Um, no. And as I said there earlier, are There are tactics um, that you can use things, yes. that fix things very quickly, like raising your prices and... Exactly. If you've got a short of cash that. flow and that sort of thing. Yeah. Exactly. But mostly we are in this for the long run, unfortunately. And I know that sounds really, really boring because everyone. <laughs> you know, it's in this, you're I mean, yeah, but, yeah, but you and I, we're in the salon marketing industry. And, you know, I would really like to give our listeners, you know, this magic pill or, or yeah. just something I could say that really changed their businesses around so they could earn millions and, you know, oh, I'd like that I would love to be able to give that, but unfortunately... It I doesn't can't. exist. That's not how it works. Shame. I just want my money back now. Yeah, I'm sorry. The money for the free show, you mean? <laughs> yeah, I want my Bitcoin money back. You know, yeah. go find it, yeah. Craig. 
yeah, it's true. There is no quick fix. And unfortunately, like you say, you, there are things that you have to work on. But the thing is, once you start and once you put some of these things into place, they just they will continue to work for you as long as you're keeping an eye on it and you're making sure everything's happening and you've got it all together and your nice strategy and it's working together for you. It does grow exponentially. So it's not like it's going to be just a flat rate all the time. It does yeah. start to compound once you're doing everything together, doesn't it? And that's where the big money is. Yeah, I'm going to give one just little tip before we um, before we end. When it comes to marketing, top tips. No, what I've found really well is to, uh, you know, getting this to work for you, it can be difficult, it can take time and it can be, you know, hard and, and the rest of it. What I found works really well is find one thing to do every month. So in January, you do one thing. In February, you do another thing. And then you keep the thing from the previous month running. Right. So what you will okay. see there is some things will work, some things will fail, but at least you do one thing a month. That's the one top tip for this week. Um, awesome. We are going to end now. But before we end, there's something our listeners need to do. Would you like to remind them? Go and rate us. Rate us, rate us, yes. rate us. Go and send a review at the end of this podcast, whatever you're using, whether it's Stitcher or iTunes. I'm sure I don't know what you do on each one. But, yeah, there's some little stars, I'm sure. Tick the stars. Write something about us. Good, bad, and different. Don't really care. Um, it all helps to promoters and get us out there so that we can help other salons and not just yours and and if you if you do like us send us a message yeah. and if there's something you yes. want us to talk about on air uh, and if you want us to mock you shamelessly and relentlessly that is good too send us a message um and we will try and endeavor to reply to that on air and you could be famous like me brilliant i couldn't cool. have said it better myself of course <laughs> so All good. right, we'll be back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll be back in a week. You've been listening to the Grow Your Salon Fast Show with Kat and Vagard. Share and sign up for your podcast updates and special bonuses at www.thegrowyoursalonfastshow.com.